Okay, hey guys, and welcome back to Onwards and Upwards, the podcast where we talk about all things motivation, lifestyle, productivity, and pretty much everything in between. I just sat down with some iced tea. It's actually a really gloomy day today, which is super abnormal for where I live, so I'm kind of enjoying the little bit of rainy weather, and I thought that today would be a good day to talk about self-care. I think it's really interesting that we have a set idea of what self-care looks like. It looks like doing a face mask and doing a skincare and taking a bath. And while that's definitely part of self-care, and I do think that it does hold a place in our routine, I did want to kind of expand on our definition of self-care today. So I'm excited to talk to you guys about these three unconventional self-care practices that I really think you should add to your routine. I've personally been doing all three of them for a while now, and I really have found that they do benefit my life in different ways. So while I might not be talking about rest days or spa nights, I do want to talk about how we can take care of ourselves in a more practical way. I've honestly found that these days that I focus on practical self-care are almost more important to me than the days that I focus on traditional self-care, where I, you know, take a steamy shower and put on something comfortable. Like, of course, that has a place in my routine, and I do look forward to nights like that. But practical self-care is something that we can incorporate in our lives to kind of stay on track, get on track, and really take care of ourselves in a way that we might not always think of. Practical self-care is about taking care of those areas in your life that you might overlook on a day-to-day basis, your finances, your health, your home's cleanliness, etc. Because at the end of the day, self-care is the practice of taking care of yourself, and that includes all of yourself. So without further ado, let's go ahead and talk about some practical self-care tips. Number one is to take care of your financial health. Now you may be thinking, what does budgeting or money have to do with self-care? And I'm here to tell you that it actually has a lot to do with it. We often focus on our physical health when we think of self-care, you know, we take care of our skin, our bodies, and so forth, but while we're doing this, we tend to overlook our financial health, which especially today with inflation and gas prices and everything going on is super, super important. It's necessary that we learn how to budget and manage our finances, and practicing budgeting can also be a key step to getting your financial health in order and making sure it stays that way. When I first started a budget, I thought that I would, you know, not be able to spend money on the things I enjoyed anymore. I thought that I was going to have to be really strict and I thought that it was just going to be like the end to me enjoying certain things about life. And don't worry before we get into this, I'm not going to tell you to not enjoy your Starbucks in the morning or anything like that because we do need to make sure that while we are staying on track with our financial goals that we're also doing things for ourselves that make us happy on a day-to-day basis. And if a cold brew coffee after your Saturday morning walk makes it happy the way it makes me, then I definitely think that it's worth it. So before we go more in depth, I want you to just remove any negative bias that you might have in your mind about budgeting because it really isn't a bad thing and it can be an extremely useful tool for us to use and practice self-care. So let's talk about budgeting and things that you need to do before you create a budget. So one of the best pieces of advice that I've ever heard, I don't know where I read it, it must have been in like some financial article that I was reading, but it basically suggested that you review your past purchases for the past seven days, the past month, and then the past like three to four months. And what you're doing is you're looking for any patterns, you're looking for any subscriptions, any you know habits that you might have with spending, and you want to identify what your spending habits are. When you're going through this process, you're going to look at each purchase and each transaction and you're going to ask yourself if what you bought was worth it. So obviously things like your mortgage, you know, that's a necessary cost for you. Go ahead and mark that as, okay, that was worth it. That's for my home. 
And if your Starbucks morning coffee, is that worth it to you? Did it make you happy? If so, then yes, it was worth it. But you know those times that you go into places like Target and you're meant to just get one thing, or even in the grocery store, you're meant to get one thing and you leave with like a cart full. So this actually happened to me this past weekend and I went to Sprouts with my mom. We were gonna do like a little family barbecue. And so I was super excited. I was like, oh, okay, this is gonna be great. And the goal was to go into Sprouts and get hot dog buns and a couple of other like condiments and stuff like that before we headed back home. And so we get there and we're walking around and you know, then you're reminded that, oh, I should probably get some fruit. Oh, I should probably get those chips. Those look pretty good. Oh, I should probably get this and that and this and that. And suddenly your entire cart is full when it wasn't meant to be that way. You were supposed to just go in and get one item and leave. And by the way, if you're seeing this and you do follow me on Instagram, I did end up trying like a vegan hot dog that's plant-based and I thought it was pretty good, but the idea of it even being meat-like kind of grossed me out. So if you relate to that, let me know because it wasn't that it was bad, it was just I haven't had meat in so long that it felt weird to be eating it, if that makes sense. But anyways, I just wanted to give you guys this example of what it can be like when you're meant to get one thing and you leave with a ton of things. And it happens at Target too. You're supposed to go to Target just to pick up new mascara or whatever and you leave with a new shirt and some new home decor. It happens to the best of us and I'm not saying that it's always a bad thing because sometimes we do need those other items that we're getting. Like my mom and I, for example, she did need to get fruit for herself and I ended up getting a plant on impulse, which did I need it? Probably not, but do I love it? Yes. As you're going through these purchases, you're gonna ask yourself, hey, did I actually need what I got? Was it worth it to me? What value does it bring to my life? And really use this as the foundation for kind of understanding your spending habits better. When you do this before you create a budget, you're really gonna have a realistic expectation of how much you're gonna spend every month, and it just makes it a lot easier. Okay, so you've gone through your purchases for the past week or month or however long you chose. Now it's time to sit down and create a budget. So let's talk about how you can create a budget because yes, having a budget is a form of practical self-care. One of the easiest ways to create a budget is to use an online template. That's what I personally use. I go on Google Sheets and there is a personal finance and personal budgeting on there. It, I believe it breaks it down on a monthly basis and you're able to add all your transactions in there and everything like that. That's what I started budgeting on. But now there are two other apps that I like to use. I use an app called Mint and then I use an app called Buddy and both of these apps are really helpful for just kind of keeping you on track with the, what you're spending and how much money is coming in, how much money is going out. And so if you're able to download one of these apps, most of them are really secure. Um, just make sure you vet it on your own. I would definitely recommend Mint or Buddy. Those would be the two that I would go with. But having an app has really been helpful for me with my budget because everything is digital anyways. And so having a like a budget in my planner wasn't really working for me since I have so many like small transactions that are happening. I didn't really want to keep track of it that way. So having it all sync up to an app has made it really convenient for me. And inside of these apps, you're going to be able to create like budgets for certain topics or certain categories, I guess, in your life. So you're going to have a shopping budget, a groceries budget, a budget for your car, so maintenance, gas, everything like that. You can have a budget for shopping, how much you want to personally spend on yourself. I have a coffee shop budget because I do a lot of my work from home and so going to a coffee shop can sometimes like shake things up for me. But really the point is just to make sure that you have some sort of 
expectation for how much you're allowing yourself to spend that month. That way you're able to see if you do go over it or if you're under it and so forth. And if you don't feel comfortable using an app for that, because I do believe that you have to link your bank account to most of those, then I would recommend using Google Sheets and you can just manually track your transactions on there and it fills it out for you. I use it for years and it really worked well for me. Okay, so we're doing good on our practical self-care. We have reviewed our purchases and we've kind of did a little bit of self-reflection there and we've created a budget for ourselves. So now we have a kind of a standing point and a starting point for where we're going to look at our financials from here on out. And when we talk about doing things for your financial health as self-care, I also want to make sure that you're doing something that kind of mixes things up a little bit. So for this, I'm actually going to recommend that you guys do a no spend day. I want you to get creative and spend your time doing things you enjoy instead of spending your money. I made a video a little while ago about ideas for what you can do on no spend days, but some of them include like making breakfast from home with like ingredients that you wouldn't think to use before. Or there's things like going on walks and hikes and bike rides and all of those other fun outdoor activities. Having a no spend day could also just be a self-care day, but the traditional kind. You could just stay at home, do a little bit of skincare, take a bath, take a shower, read a good book, watch a show, anything like that. The idea is to become very conscious of the fact that you're not going to spend money that day, and I've even had people I've talked to before extend that into doing a no spend week. But yeah, you're gonna wanna make it fun, you know? Like self-care and the idea of it is about taking care of yourself, but that doesn't mean it has to be something that's kind of intimidating in that sense. And I know that financials and money and all that stuff can feel really intimidating going into it, but I promise you it's not. You just have to get a better understanding of what your own money looks like and what your own finances look like, and it'll get a lot easier from there. And my last tip for taking care of your financial health as a form of self-care is gonna be couponing. One of my favorite things to do while I'm watching a movie or a show is just kind of scanning the internet for coupons that I might like to use. Not only has this really saved me money, but it's made me really, really aware of how much my essentials usually cost me. And I definitely think that financial awareness is really important. So if you're able to understand how much you usually pay for things, you're going to be more conscious of, you know, spending money on that item. And by no means do you need a coupon if you don't want to, you don't want to spend the time on that. But I thought I'd throw it in there as just a little extra tip. I actually find it kind of fun and exciting when I find a coupon for something and I like get the item free. I think that there's a special term for that in like the couponing community, but it is kind of fun and it is a way to be a little bit more cautious with how much you're spending your money while still being able to get things that you might need. The second way that you can practice practical self-care is to do gentle movement. And honestly, if you're someone who already prioritizes movement in their daily life, then you might already be doing this. But if you're someone who struggles to get exercise in every day, like I sometimes do, I would encourage you to try out gentle movement. Now this can be anything from going on a walk to doing some stretching in your living room. The idea is just to move your body in a way that makes you feel good and in a way that helps you become more aware of how your body is feeling. A really cool practice that I learned and it was actually in therapy was, I don't know what you would call it, but I guess it would like be a full body scan of yourself. So you sit there and you work your way down from your, you know, the top of your head all the way down to your toes. You kind of feel out, am I feeling pain anywhere? Am I feeling heavy anywhere, anxious anywhere? And I incorporate that full body scan in with my gentle movement. And this is one of my favorite ways to practice practical self-care because it is so beneficial to both your mind and your body. So for me, if I feel like I'm carrying a lot of weight in my chest and I feel a lot of anxiety in my chest after I do that full body scan, then I'll be like, okay, I probably should do some sort of cardio. I think I need to just get a little bit of movement in to just kind of get all of that energy out and worked out. 
So maybe I'll go on like a brisk walk or even a jog or something. And just doing that, when I get back home, I just feel better about myself. I feel better about my body, about my mind. And I just feel a lot more kind of at ease. And that's honestly just what works for me. And the important thing for you to remember here is to find what works for you and then just run with it. Gentle movement can be anything you want it to be really. And I guess at the core of what I want this to be for you, I want it to be an experience that helps you connect with your body in a deeper way and allows you to just kind of embrace what you're feeling and get to the root of anything that you might have going on. And I do think it's important to mention that this is going to be a case-by-case -case scenario. It's not gonna be something where, hey, this is what worked for me and it will 100% work for you because you and I are different and that's completely okay and that's exciting. That means that you get to figure out something that works for you and it will make you feel just as great as doing what works for me feels for me. And I think that sounded a little bit confusing, but really what I just wanna get through to you is gentle movement can be whatever you need it to be. I just want you to remove that pressure of feeling like you need to perform at this crazy rate and exercise in order for it to be good for you. But I really do think it is an important part of practical self-care because without gentle movement in my own life, I feel like I wouldn't be able to understand how my body is feeling all the time and kind of why I'm feeling that way and how to solve it. Okay guys, and the third and final tip for practical self-care is weekly get back on track days. And this is honestly one of my favorite ways to practice self-care. Every single Sunday, I do my reset routine, and this routine covers everything from organizing my mail to vacuuming my home. I deep clean the bathrooms, do some laundry, close out any emails that I missed. It's basically just me saying to myself, okay, what do you need to get done around the house, in work, and everything like that, and let's just take care of it today. I think it's super important that we give ourselves a few hours during any day of the week to just get back on track. It doesn't have to be on Sunday, but I know that on TikTok, on Instagram, Sunday reset routines are really popular because they really do make you feel great. But take the Sunday out of it, your reset routine can be any day and it can take any amount of time. I feel like sometimes there's this pressure to deep clean your entire house every single Sunday. And let me be the first to say that that's definitely not something I do. I do little bits of maintenance every single week that compile into being my whole house every month. And I've just found that this is a more practical way, I guess, on the term of practical for this whole podcast but I just found that it's more practical for me to do it in that way. I don't get overwhelmed, I don't get stressed, and it's just easier for me. You know, our lives get super busy and we need to make sure that we are setting time aside just to keep everything in order. Dedicating time to staying organized and on top of all your responsibilities is a form of self-care and it prevents burnout and overwhelm, so you're gonna wanna try this one out. And I figured I'd give you guys a little bit more detail into what I do during my reset routine every Sunday. And honestly, sometimes it happens on Saturday night or Monday morning, just whatever comes first. But the number one thing that I'm gonna do on these reset days is do like a general tidy. So I'm somebody who, if I can't decide what I wanna wear, I put it on a chair or I put it on my bed and eventually it either never gets hung up and it just sits there for the whole week or maybe I'll have like a spin of motivation and I'll end up hanging it up on a random Wednesday night. But more often than not, what happens is I lay out clothes in my closet and then they stay there until my Sunday reset routine. And so I go in and I just hang everything up. If I see any clutter on my desk, I'll just take care of that. If I see any books laying out that I finished or that I need to read, you know, I'll organize those on my shelf. And I do my makeup at my desk. So sometimes I'll have like my brushes or my powder out. Like right now, as I'm recording this, I'm staring at my powder that's on my desk. I'll go into my bathroom on my reset days and clean all the mirrors, clean the toilet, the shower, the sink, all those things. In the kitchen, I'll do dishes, put them away, get organized. And really what I'm trying to do is just get a hold of my life again. It feels like sometimes during the week, especially as far as like organization goes, I'm usually fairly good about keeping things where they should 
should be but you know we all get busy and things happen another thing i love doing on sundays is going through all my receipts for the week i'll organize those kind of keep everything together and stuff for taxes and everything which is super fun as we all know but really that's what i'm trying to do is i'm just trying to get everything back on track before monday morning and I think that this is such an important part of practical self-care because without it, if you really think about it, our lives would just become kind of like a chaotic mess in a sense. Like, I don't mean to sound like that's over-exaggerating it because I'm not trying to do that, but I definitely feel like when my space is messy and unorganized, I feel like I can't think straight. Like my mind is so preoccupied with everything that I'm looking at that I can't focus on stuff that I actually need to get done. And I feel like the same way about things like meal prepping. So sometimes I will, I do like a kind of an unconventional way of meal prepping, but I'm sure other people do it too, where I like prep ingredients that I know I'm gonna use later in the week, but I won't necessarily make the meal. But really by cutting up things on Sunday that I know I'm going to need, you know, later on in the week, it just removes a layer of stress in my life because I don't know what it is about needing to cook dinner or to make lunch. You know, I work from home, so I feel like my mind can sometimes just be preoccupied with the next thing. You know, it'll be 10 a.m. and I'm like, oh, like, what am I going to do for lunch? And unless I have something that's a little bit more planned out, my mind just goes to that place. So that's how my reset routine has been really transformative in my own life. And that's also why I encourage other people to do it as well. Just remember to keep in mind that it does not have to be some elaborate all-day cleaning, organizing, prepping day. It can just be a few hours in the morning that you take to yourself just to get back on track with things. Okay guys, I really hope that this has inspired you to add some practical self-care into your own life. It honestly changed the game for me and I really hope it does for you as well. If you guys have any questions about practical self-care or really any questions in general, I'd be happy to give you any advice that I can. Just go ahead and DM me over on Instagram. It's going to be linked in the description or it's at lifewith.hope with two E's. Also guys, I just want to say a huge thank you. I did just hit 100,000 over on Instagram and I was honestly so excited about it. I am also really excited about doing a little bit of like a give back thing. I'm going to be supporting a ton of small businesses that you guys actually recommended me. And if you missed that IG story that I had posted that with like the little question sticker thing, I am going to be posting another one so people can resubmit everything. So follow me on there so you don't miss it. And hopefully I will be able to support a ton of your businesses and your friends and your families. So I'm super excited about that. I'm going to do my best to kind of block it up so I'm able to give each business kind of a good review like I don't want to just get a ton of stuff all at once I'd rather like space out a little bit but yeah I just wanted to say thank you it honestly meant the world to me and I am also super excited that I get to do these weekly podcasts with you and share bits of information that have helped me improve my own life in the hopes that it helps you a little bit as well Okay, guys, that's going to be it for today, but thank you so much for tuning in, and also a big thank you to anyone who has reviewed my podcast over on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Again, it means the world to me, and I'm just super lucky to have all of you here with me. But I hope you all have a great rest of your week, and I will talk to you all next time on Onwards and Upwards.